Welcome to Wei and Kathy Show. I'm your host Wei Fang. I'm Kathy Zhang. Okay, so sorry for being a little late. We're having a show ahead of us, so that's the reason. So bear with us. And now today we're gonna bring you some very very simply bizarre exchange, right? Yeah, and uh, you know everybody probably remember back in March there was a kind of a heated exchange between Senator Marsha Blackburn with the. Um, Katangji uh, Jackson, right, at the Supreme Court uh, confirmation hearing. And then yesterday, similar thing happened. And uh, what is that? So, uh, but before we're heading over there, let's look at uh, two, how to say, uh, big news, top news of, um, of today. Okay, first, uh, consumer prices soared 9.1% compared to one year later, according to the labor, um, the labor department. And... Um, and this is the biggest yearly increase since 1981. So if you still remember, last month's number showed 8.6%. That already shattered the record in 40 years. And economics has estimated the CPI will rise at an annual rate of 8.8%. Now, the real number even break that. Right. Okay, it reached 9.1%. Yeah, so it's uh, the 9.1% on a monthly basis, prices has jumped 1% from April to May. Prices rose 1.3% from May to June. And uh, other, some other numbers, the core consumer price, excluding food and energy, rose by 5.9%. The real average hourly earning fell 3.6% over the past year, and making the 15th month in a row in which inflation has outpaced wages. Yeah, the number all looked really, really bad. And the increases were also broad-based, okay? Rent, uh, new and uh, used vehicles, and uh, car insurance and medical, medical care, and so on, all rose in June. And the cost of necessity in particular are rising much faster than the average incomes, okay? And the low-income people, like Black and Hispanic Americans, has been hit especially hard. And among them, let's look at a bit of detail, okay? First, the grocery prices jumped to 12.2% compared to one year ago. And then this is the steepest such climb since 1979. And the rent has risen 5.8%, the most since 1984. And the new car prices has uh, increased 11.4%, okay, and uh, from one year ago. And then, then the airline fares are up 34% from one year earlier. Yeah, in talking about airline fares uh, increase, also people find that a uh, lot of the uh, flights being canceled, and, uh, you know, that's another issue, right? And uh, so gas price for example, have fallen from the eye-watering $5 a gallon reached in mid-June to now um, average of uh, $4.63 nationwide Wednesday, which is still far higher than a year ago, but a drop that could help slowing inflation for June and possibly August. And then this is what the White House has been insisting, saying that things are going, going for the better and the number is outdated. However, the rising price has caused a sharp drop in the confidence in the consumers. So 40% of the U.S. adults now say that tackling inflation shall be the top government priority this year uh, in the June AP uh, NOC poll 
up from just 14% in last December. Yeah, so what's the White House's response to that? Vice President Harris said uh, this uh, latest uh, inflation figure do not reflect drop in gas price. Uh, he, she said that today. She said while more work needs to be done, the figure the, do not, the figures do not fully reflect the recent drop in gas price. That's a quote. And adding that the national average price drop is around 40 cents a gallon. I'm not sure how much you know, they can be in, you know, counted in as uh, the decrease of the inflation. Mm -hmm. And she, she also said that fighting inflation remains the administration's top economic priority and points to steps that have been taken to lower costs for Americans, which includes releasing oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, in reducing high-speed internet bills, and some tax cuts. Yeah, and many people call this inflation Bidenflation, while the White House called this uh, the Putinflation. So what is it? Okay, and it's really the inflation caused by the Russian-Ukrainian war. Well, this has been the 13th straight month of inflation running higher than 5%. And as we all recall, the, the Russian-Ukrainian war happened only five months ago. And uh, inflation began to accelerate last March and hasn't stopped since then. So basically, what, what are the reasons? Okay, let me just share with you my point of view. Main, three main reasons. The first is the current administration's uh, energy policy. Basically, they, they don't like fossil fuel, and the fossil fuel is still driving our economy by 70 to 80%. So when they have a, put a suppressive policy on fossil fuel, that's going to hurt you know, the energy that drives the entire economy. This is the first thing. The second, well, given the supply chain disruption has been happening due to the COVID lockdown in Shanghai or in China and elsewhere, things are not moving fast enough. And the third one is too much fiat money out there. And the Biden administration pushed through billions of dollars of deficit spending in the American Rescue Plan, which was passed last year. Mm -hmm. So simply too much money out there, and, um, and the supply cannot meet the demand, and also the very strict uh, pol energy policy on fossil fuel. And now while the second one, you just have to wait to, for, for it to resolve itself, which is the supply chain disruption. The first one, energy policy and too much fiat money out there seems to, seems to be fixable. Okay? And uh, the central bank actually now expects to raise its key short-term rate later this month by half T, actually three-quarter of a point. This is, this is yesterday. Mm -hmm. okay, now 80% of an economists now have a consensus that uh, they're going to raise it by 1%. Wow. One full percent percentage point. So, what do you think? You know, share with you your point of view. This is what I see. Indeed, to me, this is so clear and so common sense. And the three reasons: energy policy and the supply chain problem, and the too much money out there. And uh, two of them are fixable. One of them you have to wait. Um, but however, now the Fed is saying that they're going to raise the interest rate in the uh, unprecedented way in the last 20, 20 years. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's just like uh, when you don't have enough gas to run your car, you don't go look for the gas, you say, let's don't drive. Essentially, that's how I see it. Yeah. What do you think? Do you think what I, what I see makes sense? Just um, 
you know, share with us your point of view. Another thing I just want to um, report to you that actually Wall Street Journal, okay, the editorial board published opinion yesterday. I just they have some um, in interesting point of view I want to share with you. Okay, first let's talk about uh, that there's a think tank called the Committee to Unleash American Prosperity. Okay, it was founded by St uh, Stephen Moore, if you remember. Um, President Trump liked him a lot, almost uh, appointing him to a, the governor of the Federal Reserve. And also by Larry Kudlow and then Steve Forbes, okay, in 1915. All right. And then uh, Stephen Moore was also the chief e economist uh, of the Heritage Foundation. Okay. And then this uh, Wall Street Journal uh, editorial board's opinion said this, okay. Two people. One is a Stephen Moore, and another is a White House uh, journalist. Okay, by Fox Radio. His name is uh, John Decker. They researched 84 Biden administration high-level executives who manage the economy. All right, mm -hmm. six eight of them. They study all their resume and uh, drew the following conclusion. So who are the, those officials? First, Biden, President Biden, then the Treasurer uh, Minister Yellen, right? Janet Yellen, and then, you know, all the special assistants on the uh, economy. Okay, the conclusion is this. Average business experience of Biden appointees is only 2.4 years. All right, and then what's more, how to say, shocking is that out of the 68 people, 62% has uh, virtually no business experience. Wow, yeah, more than half. Yeah, and comparatively, the average Trump uh, cabinet officials has a 13 years experience in the private economy. All right, and counting President Biden and then his business experience, he only had five business experience out of his 58-year uh, career. Five okay. year out of uh, 58. 58. Yeah. And that experience was in the venture capital and investing. All right. And but there are people who does have experience like uh, Commerce Secretary uh, Gina Raimondo. Okay. He's, uh, um, yeah, she is a successful venture capitalist before entering government. And Interior Secretary Bob um, Hanandro. He operates in the run operation at a New Mexico tribal casino. Mm -hmm. But most of other people, they have very little experience. Okay. And then, so the opinions that Wall Street Journal editorial board opinions that it's fair to wonder if the Biden policies and their, their results reflect the lack of a basic understanding of how businesses work. Mm -hmm. What do you think? And then one example is the Labor Department's quest to classify millions of contractors as employees, despite evidence that many workers prefer independent status. This just happened actually a few months ago. Mm -hmm. Okay, for the truck driver, right. they, they believe, you know, W-2 employee is, has, has higher status. They force them to, the, the employers take them as employees instead of as contractors. Mm -hmm. But they forgot the truck driver doesn't like it. Once that happened, you know, they cannot find you know, other, business, other work to do. So that uh, <clears throat> um, aggravated the problem of the uh, uh, supply chain issue, basically transport, transporting goods from like a Los Angeles port to various destinations in the United States. So that's one example. And then um, 
uh, among the Biden administration, the Health and the Human Service Secretary um, Xavier, right? The Xavier Basera from California. Mm. She, no, he has no experience in healthcare. While Transportation Secretary Pete Potiga uh, uh, has uh, little experience in supply chain of America's vast transportation network. So our Transportation Secretary doesn't quite understand what is transportation. And uh, so this is the situation. Okay, and a Deputy Treasury Secretary and uh, Wally, um, at, at, I'm sorry, Adiamo has uh, spent entire life in politics and government, nothing to do with the, you know, finance or economy. And that's our Deputy Treasury Secretary. So basically the conclusion is this. Um, it is not a virtual when the modern government basically U.S., has so much power to regulate and punish private business. Presidents are free to appoint whoever they wish, but the result of business ignorance in this administration are speaking for themselves. What do you think? Do you agree? That's quite a bit of research, right? Mm -hmm. They put yeah. into, you know, finding out that the six-state resumes, probably more than six-state resumes, but their research shows that uh, our administration at this time have a very poor, how to say, private business experience. Mm. That probably explained that uh, what we're going through. And um, yeah, hope President Biden would um, hear this and understand what he's lacking, what his team is lacking. All right, let's move on to the next topic. Okay, so um, yesterday on July 12th, Senate Judiciary Committee had a hearing to address the um, on the abortion, it's called abortion access and the law, which uh, to examine the legal concerns after the Supreme Court overthrew the overturned the Roe v. Wade decision. So, uh, Missouri Senator uh, Josh Hawley was actually accused of being transphobic and is responsible for encouraging violence against transgender. And you wonder how come, mm -hmm. right? So he was accused by a UC Berkeley law professor. Okay, it's, she's come, uh, she came from, comes from California. So um, let's just, without further ado, let's uh, take a listen to this kind of heated exchange and then, you know, you can like kind of decide. Yeah, for yourself. But just uh, for me, give you a little, how to say, um, What's that called? A spoiler? It's very bizarre. Okay, it's a bizarre exchange. Let's hear. Let's hear it to see well, how you feel about it. Okay. Yeah, Tony. Let's just play the Z1. exchange. Yeah. Z one. You know, let's just let's judge it ourselves. Yeah. And what kind of debate is that? Mm -hmm. People so, remember in March there was a kind of bizarre exchange between Senator Marsha Blackburn with um, Judge. Uh, Jackson, Jackson right? right? And uh, just for defining what's a woman. And then yesterday, Senator Josh Hawley asked this uh, law professor to define what's, uh, who can have a baby. Yeah. And this day, it's like a, there's an argument, enough argument about how to call a mother, right? Right. It's called a birthing, birthing parent. It's wrong to call it a mother. Yeah. So, so we, we just enter an era where, you know, the common sense thing become a very, very, how to say, um, difficult complicated. topic. 
complicated and difficult, difficult topic. And to, 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 to us, you know, to me, actually, my, I do my Chinese show there, right? I call myself common sense, how to say, scholar. <laughs> yeah, indeed, that, that was well accepted because I think the common sense sometimes is the, is the utmost truth. Okay, just go for the common sense. Should not be more complicated than that. Yeah, but in those exchanges, the common sense is not working. And, uh, you know. Yeah, so, so basically, um, this uh, hearing is happening at the Senate. And then let's see whether um, our DJ Tony can put this together. Okay, so it, it doesn't seem to be ready. Um, okay, so maybe let's just uh, kind of go through what was in the conversation. So Senator Josh Hawley asking Professor, her name again is, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Kiara Bridges. Mm -hmm. She's a law professor in UC Berkeley and also the director for the Reproductive Center, mm -hmm. uh, Reproductive Rights Center. So. Senator Holly asked, now, Professor Bridges, you've said that uh, for several times, used a phrase that uh, I wanted to make sure I understand what you mean by it. So uh, sh the professor referred to people with a, a capacity for pregnancy. Mm -hmm. So Josh Holly asked her, would that be a woman? All right. Seems to be a pretty straight question. Right, what, about the, what about the answer? Okay, so she answered, well, uh, yes, the, 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 you know, there are women, but there are also trans men who are capable of pregnancy and non-binary people who are capable of pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And she added, we can recognize that this impacts women while also recognizing that it impacts other groups. Those things are not mutually exclusive, Senator Harley. I, I don't know how you take it. It's like uh, she answered something like uh, she did not answer anything. Well, it's just like this or that. And, uh, but she basically uh, saying some men can also, also get pregnant. Mm -hmm. So then uh, Senator Harley continued to ask, so your view is that the core of this right, the abortion mm -hmm. rights, yeah. then is about what, right? She want, he wants to clarify. Yeah. And uh, Professor Here Bridges... Here comes the, you know, the highlight. Yeah. So the answer was, she said, I wanted to recognize that your line of questioning is transphobic, and it opens up trans people to violence by not recognizing that. Okay. So Senator Holly was like, wow, you are saying that I'm opening up people to violence by asking whether or not women are the folks who can have pregnancies? So what's the answer by uh, Bridges? She said, I want to note that one out of five transgender people have attempted suicide. So how does that relate? Mm -hmm. Suicide versus... Uh, someone asking, questioning mm -hmm. whether, you know, besides women, other mm -hmm. people can get pregnant. Yeah. So this uh, back and forth exchange lasted less than two minutes, but uh, covered a lot of things. And uh, then um, Holly, you know, 
he he just said, uh, "Oh, so is that how you run your classroom? Are students allowed to uh, question you, or are they also treated like this, where they are told they are opening up people to violence by being questioned?" Okay, so um, if Tony can get it ready, we can still replay it again so that you capture it yourself. This. Um Okay, doesn't, yeah, we're going to some issue here, so let, let's continue. Yeah. Okay, then uh, Bridges uh, responded, Oh, I, we have a good time in my class, you should join, you would learn a lot. And Senator Holly said, Oh, I bet, I would learn a lot, I've learned uh, a lot just by this exchange, extraordinary. Yeah, so... <clears throat> It's just, um, yeah, we don't have the whole context here, okay, the, the whole conversation here, the conversation is very illustrative by itself, okay, so basically just, um, so whether, you know, who can get it pregnant, and then once the, as the Senator Holly was asking, she said, you're homo trans transphobia, a transphobic. And, they, and you're responsible for the violence against the transgenders, which means they... Get them suicide. Yeah, one in one in five would suicide. But there's enough statistics about uh, you know phenomena like that. But there's no how to say scientific findings because of other people think, and uh, how how the, their opinion caused the death. Okay, so however she just linked them together. Right. She come very um, quite how to say um, um, whenever there's any disagreement, she just attack. The attack is very how to say out of blue. Like yeah, the, the, the question, like the the uh, cause and the the cause and the reasoning, just uh, the cause and the result, just uh, it kind of jumps, mm -hmm. right? And then, um, actually, in her opening, this professor also claimed that uh, overturning Roe v. Wade would lead to racial injury. Mm. And why is that? You may ask, mm. right? So her logic is that. Um, because black people's abortion rate is three to five times higher than white people, which is directly result of higher intent, unintended pregnancy, which in turn is due to a higher rate of poverty among black people, which is due to systematic racism. Mm -hmm. Can you make sense out of it? You know, the higher rate of abortion by black people is due to higher unintended pregnancy. That makes sense, mm -hmm. maybe, right? Mm -hmm. But then she said that this unintended, uh, the high rate of unintended pregnancy is due to higher rate of poverty among black people. Mm -hmm. Can you, what's the, you know, the whys and the, the yeah. yeah. And then she said, uh, and this is due to the systematic racism that uh, the black people are systematically in poverty and not allowed to live in dignity mm -hmm. without, you know, without the food yeah. and the necessities. How does that, you know, come together? It's just, yeah, yeah. she, she tried to put it like in a very uh, logical way, mm. but uh, it's hard for people yeah. to understand. You, if you are good, you're, you're a very logical person, you open it up. You don't see their logic. Just this is similar to like uh, in other field, like Philadelphia. Um, what happened in Philadelphia? The social activists they are trying to stop the police of the Philadelphia to do this uh, stop and uh, frisk uh, practice because they feel that uh, the practice, uh, the practice needs to be stopped because the blacks and the Hispanics are stopped more often than the other groups. Okay, but for the critics, 
the racial imbalance in stops is evidence of, um, okay, they, they, they see that it's evidence of racial bias, rather than a reflection of higher violent crime rates among blacks and uh, Hispanics versus other racial and ethnic groups. Okay, like men are also stopped more often than women, right? Mm -hmm. Is that evidence of a sexism? And then in, in, in big cities like Philadelphia, Chicago, St. Louis, and Baltimore, and the violent crime is highly concentrated, not only among certain groups, but also geograph geographically. And you can call that another you know, discrimination in terms of city. Well, uh, including like in the sports, in athleticism, right? There are more black people than black athletes than yeah. white, and the very few Asians. Yeah. Is that racism? So we should raise hell there. We don't, because we, we, we see black people play basketball much better than we do. We just stay off and watch the great game. And then why don't they raise hell there? So, you know, this is very, very simple stuff, right? Yeah. Very simple stuff in, the, in this country become very, very complicated. And, uh, and people are arguing at, uh, you know, the hall of uh, the floor of the Senate, of the U.S. Senate. You know, who has the job of, um, you know, just running the whole country. They argue whether men can pregnant or women can pregnant. And if you don't agree uh, with that, uh, some men can also pr get pregnant. You are, you know, transphobic. Transphobic. Transphobic <laughs> and uh, <sighs> agitating the violence. Wow. So, um, Luis, you said I found it very entertaining. <laughs> And Larry said, Holly is our bulldog from Missouri. So, Larry, are you from Missouri? Okay. And uh, Jungle Jargon said, help me, help me wait for justice to be carried out. You know, in, uh, in this country, some, some just uh, outrageously ridiculous matter, you know, just not worth even debating, become a debating item. But to us, we, we understand that part, okay? In China back then, it was just like that. Okay, those uh, in Chinese we call this Wiley Xieshuo, right? Just those, those absurd, absurd theory was raised and, uh, and, and pretend they are the most righteous theory. And you, can, you cannot, you know, you cannot just uh, protest it. You cannot criticize it. In Chinese culture, there's this uh, term called zhi lu wei ma, mm. right? The emperor will just pull a, um, how to say, a, 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 a deer, a deer uh, to, the, to the, how to say, to the, to the court and saying that it, you know, I think, how do you think of this horse? And everybody has to, wow, this is a great horse. Nobody dare to say, sir, your honor, you know, your majesty, this is a deer. Because that's the emperor's way to test people's loyalty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the other thing is, uh, in like the cultural revolution, is that people, if you raise different opinion, you will be, um, you know, targeted. Just fierce, fiercely, fiercely, and uh, they will brand you as anti-revolution, anti-revolutionary, yeah. and uh, you yeah, know, your whole different opinion. They just attack you. They just attack you. You know, just, just you know, ferociously. And then, of course, the attack. The purpose is not based on reasoning. Is not based on logic. It's not based on rationality. It's based on just you know, just subdue you, subdue you. So the same trick is being played in this country, you know. At the, and what's the way to deal with that? I just called it out. So this is ridiculous. Just dare to say this is ridiculous. Um, just say the common sense. Insist on the common sense. That's how I see it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Otherwise, they will don't, just don't, don't be scared into yeah, silence. Yeah. Don't be bullied. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you get bullied, you know, they will just uh, they you give them one inch, they will move forward uh, a, f- a foot. Right. That's the way saying in Chinese. Yeah. Yeah. And the, there's also another very uh, ridiculous thing happening in Bay Area right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is earlier this month, right after the Independence Day in Vacaville, which is near Sacramento. Mm-hmm. People found, like people who drove, uh, who are driving SUV, mm-hmm. they found a letter, a leaflet on their windshield over the night. Okay. Coupling with the tires got flattened, mm-hmm. deflated. Okay. Okay. So what was happening is that those uh, climate activist group, they just, uh, that's what they did. And they are saying, you know, the, the, on the leaflet is saying, attention, you gas buzzler kill, kills. We have deflated one or more of your tires. You will be angry, but don't take it personally. It's not you. It's your car. <laughs> okay. And it's saying, uh, we did this because driving around urban areas in your massive vehicle has huge consequences for others. We are taking actions into our own hands because our government and politicians won't do that. So that's those, you know, far left climate activists are doing. Not only in California, they actually have been doing that in Chicago, New York City and uh, Pennsylvania. So if you live in those areas, I don't know if you, you know, it happened to you or your friends or people around you. But uh, this is how those far left people Logic. Yeah. Yeah. It's their logic. Okay. You, you, you're driving a big car, then, you know, you just have to be destroyed. Yeah. You know, they, 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 it's fine for them to have their opinion, no matter how absurd it is. You know, they have their freedom of speech, but they cannot just force it upon other people, right? This is a coercion. This is not a freedom of speech. This is not liberty. This is coercion. That's the essential difference from the liberty that this country treasure and uh, protect and uh, from one, the, the coercion, which is um, actually a, a light, uh, another form of tyranny. And then we should not have that, should never have that. We should, whenever we run into things like this, I think we should really speak very, very loudly against that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, um, Luis is asking any updates on the Chinese banks. Yeah, the Chinese yeah. bank. Yeah, um, actually, I, I think I have to report you next, and uh, you know, another time. Yeah, so yesterday n- I didn't cap it up, but basically they are. They are saying the um, the banking um, the banking uh, oversight organizations saying that uh, they will starting this Friday they will just uh, um, give some fundings to the rural banks mm-hmm. uh, so that they can just uh, gradually give some money out mm-hmm. so people can withdraw some of their funds. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, the, the who, people who can uh, get some funding is uh, they have to, their deposit, their savings uh, account needs to be less than 50,000 mm-hmm. uh, Chinese dollars. Mm-hmm. So people who only have less than $50,000 can get some of the fundings. Yeah, it's actually, it's, it's, it's RMB, it's China dollar. Yeah. Okay, you need to divide that by six. 
So they, they gave each person like, um, how to say, $8,000, mm -hmm. okay, as a way to have them, you know, just um, stop speaking out. Okay. Yeah. So that's what's the, you know, the, the most recent development. Yeah. But it doesn't really solve like the basic problem over there. Yeah. And in, in the meantime, there's an attorney that um, um, there was a certain deposit, depositors and then from another province called Zhejiang, okay, they were, how does it say, <clears throat> they issued a warranty, you know, warrant against them and arrest them. And um, so this has been happening. This is announced by a, um, a legal a law company, okay, Jingheng Lu Shi Shi Wu Jingheng Attorney Firm of the Zhejiang. And then they, they said that uh, the Henan Province Authority has been you know, issuing warrant, warrant and chase after those uh, depositors who post information online. Mm -hmm. Okay, and they all got red code uh, with their, how to say, their, their health, uh, health code. So they cannot travel, cannot go anywhere because now they become you know, COVID virus carrier. Mm -hmm. Well, what really happens is they post things that uh, to protest the, the government's action or inaction against uh, such corruption. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, thank you, Larry, for letting us know. Yes, you are in Missouri. We have also another viewer here, Django Dragon, also in Missouri. Wow. So how do you think of um, Senator Josh Hawley? And uh, so on Safe Chat, we have Michael saying some women that think they are men think they can get pregnant because they have ovaries, because, but then they are not really men. Are they are really still female? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, Louis said uh, Americans need to pay attention what we see in China and other countries can very easily happen here. Indeed, that's why we always would like to, you know, just uh, share with you the information mm -hmm. from China because indeed things could just happen here. And some things are already <coughs> happening here. Um, which is similar to what's happening in China. So that's uh, great lessons and precautions that we can take yeah. from what's happening in China. Yeah. So I, I think uh, the takeaway that I, I wish um, that we, we all you know, have today is um, the absurdity, okay, the absurd things now becoming like normal things mm -hmm. that uh, those uh, liberal activists can just, just promote and, uh, and, and, sh and just show off. Yeah, and and insist in, upon. yeah, and in fact, mm -hmm. on Twitter, if you just go check, and there are quite some people who, some of them are the students of uh, that law professor, Bridges, mm -hmm. just uh, applauding her, uh, you know, treating her as he, their hero. That's the reality right now. But, yeah. you know, I don't know how other people think, and are they just also agreeing with that, or just not, just keeping silent? We yeah. don't know. Yeah, but that does uh, reflect the problem of our education, our young people, our kids who grow out of, you know, graduate out of um, high school and uh, college and graduate school and so on and so forth. And then it become that way because our education did not do our job. Well, like uh, Sharon uh, sharing is, is sharing on um, Safe Chat, mm -hmm. saying the exact oh, same right. thing. Okay. We need to stop sending it. our kids to college until they 
clean the colleges out of these uh, radicals. I don't care if you've gotten your bachelor's or master's or your doctor's. 20 years ago, a child graduating from high school knew more than these kids graduating from it with any of these degrees. All you have to do is listen to these idiots and you'll know that you don't have any kind of uh, decent professors in schools. I don't know about any, you know, but a lot of them probably. Yeah. Okay, but anyway, absurdity is absurdity, okay? And in, in today's scenario, okay, they somehow, they some, somehow got this <clears throat> to a step where they can, absurdity can challenge common sense in the floor of our Senate. But doesn't mean it's right, and that doesn't mean it can last. So I think good people should push back and speak loud against that and insist on the common sense. And as each of us do that, the absurd, absurdity will return to its original form, which is absurdity. So that's how I see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, uh, jar jungle jargon say, thank God for the Asians, considering that a lot of us are Eurasian anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you very much and uh, for staying with us tonight. I, I think as we reflect those things, I think it's all worthwhile. I think every day we read the news, we reflect upon it, we talk about it, we come through wiser and, uh, you know, more vigilant and, uh, and braver. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Okay. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night.